This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash countdown. Happy Monday. This is Verbs, and you are listening to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday, Courtney. Hi, yeah. It is certainly that. (laughs) A happy Monday. You can tell someone's super happy when they say yes, certainly. Certainly, I'm indeed, indeed, indeed yes. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Certainly, yes. Uh, I've been reading too much Jane Austen, I guess. Um, yeah, it is a it is a happy Monday. It's good uh, to be with you and Verbs today. Um, I'm really interested to talk about this topic with you too. I think there might be some like war stories that come out with what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're talking about working from home, and you're in a closet right now. <laughs> obviously, obviously hiding from your family. Can't wait for them to hear this episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is a little, my little nook in the world. Um, actually, this is not normally where I work, um, but our producer forces me to come into the closet <laughs> to record because for everybody out there listening that doesn't know much about recording, apparently soft surfaces are really good. So mm-hmm. there's your takeaway from this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Is that, are we done? Good? Yeah, you, you got some sweaters, some cotton tees in there, and the acoustics are re- re- remarkable. Certainly Apparently. So. Certainly Apparently. Remarkable. Verbs, you're working from home too, right? I am working from home, Blake, and uh, I'm actually excited about this episode as well. Um, you know, obviously these lockdowns have presented some challenges for those of us with children, um, and maybe even multiple children. So to really kind of dial in our work environment and figure out what's the best way to to let your kids know that you're not available, that you actually have work to do. And uh, so I'm taking notes as we go through this episode, and I'll probably share a little bit um, about some of what I've done that's worked and maybe some things that have not worked. So I'm excited. Step one, aggressive yelling. <laughs> Well, we should also say, you know, it is working from home is a big distraction, whether or not anybody else is in the home or not. Like, for example, yesterday, my husband was not working in the house. My daughter was not here. And um, the like pest control bug guy came, you know, in the middle of a meeting. I'm like, I don't, how am I supposed to do, am I supposed to carry my computer down there? Do I turn off Zoom? Like, what is the protocol here, you know, to be able to do this? Um, It's just kind of all of these crazy things. For me personally, I just, because I've worked in an office my whole career, I just was not prepared for. So I just feel like regardless of your life situation, there are all these boundaries that are like constantly being crossed that you're like, absolutely, this this doesn't seem like it should be happening. (laughs) And so for today, I'm, I'm waiting on some guys to come pick up some appliances, and uh, hopefully they don't come during the recording of this episode, because that would just complicate oh, matters yes. all the more. I hope so. that happens, actually. I hope, like, the doorbell rings, they're like, 
versus like, sorry guys, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, because you know I, they don't. They don't give you specific time. It's like we'll be right. there between the hours of 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Like, yes. hey, that's not helping me at all, guys. So <laughs> exactly. I remember when I first started working at home when our offices closed and I was taking a lot of sales calls. And, you know, it's it's one thing to have a meeting with your team over Zoom and just be like, oh, you know, my kid's running around, whatever. But when it's this prospect and you're like, so, sir, about you paying me money. And my daughter's just like wailing in the background. I'm like, I am a good father. I promise. So that was a challenge. I've, I'm glad to have <laughs> navigated that a little easier. But maybe you're listening in the thick of it right now. So let me ask you guys this question. Do you think it's actually possible to be productive in this new work from home world that we live in now? It's certainly hard. I think that like any challenge, it's it's just hard because it's new for a lot of us. It's, sure. it's hard because mm -hmm. there's a lot of factors we can't control. And the point of what we teach on this podcast is not to suggest you can control absolutely everything. But I think the point is that you can have a plan and you can improve that plan. You know, it's it's hard when every meeting you have, it feels like you're getting inter interrupted all the time or you don't have a space to do the deep work you used to be able to do. And that can feel really defeating. And I know for me, it, it felt aggravating and there's almost this low level of stress that I kind of carry with me. Maybe it's harder to unplug from work because I'm never really fully plugged in, yep. right? But like anything, it's... It's totally a limiting belief to suggest, oh, well, I'm just not going to be able to be effective because I have to work at home. I think that's good, Blake. And it may even be a case of what we talked about last week as far as, you know, iterating and experiments. So kind of setting setting something into play at least to try to figure out, all right, here's my situation. Distractions are going to come. What's going to be my response? And then assessing to see if, you know, your reaction to those responses are working or do you need to go back and iterate, you know, to find something that's going to work for you in your environment? Yeah. So today we've got some really practical solutions for you, kind of no matter your situation, if you are working from home that you can really instill and use to hopefully help you kind of get that deep work, you know, that, you know, pursuit of goals, you know, those things that you need bigger focus time for. So I think let's just jump right in. Let's do it. Absolutely. So we've got three strategies. Strategy number one, notice patterns in your interruptions. When you're working from home, most definitely there's going to be some interruptions some way, shape, or form. Even if you don't have a family, even if you're living alone, it's almost like there's still interruptions. Maybe, you know, the, the pest guy's coming over, or maybe it's simply just the sights and sounds interruptions over the internet or just the potential distractions of those things, right? So yeah, like the lawn guys. Like, have you <laughs> if you live in a neighborhood, I'm sorry. I'm like, can y'all sync this up somehow? It's like a constant low level mowing at all times. <laughs> or is that just me? I don't know. No, the the leaf blower is definitely a weapon of mass distraction. Ugh, the leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, and that's Being... everybody. Everybody that we're getting from home. You know, I discovered this in a weekly preview once where I went through a whole week and I didn't ever on any day get my big three done. Mm. 
And I was thinking, what is happening? And I just recognized when I look back, I, I decided, okay, what was happening to my time? And I couldn't remember. I was like, I, it's, I know stuff happened, right? And so what I did was I used the, the notes page of my planner. You know, it's kind of adjacent to the agenda. And on my agenda, I have my plan. But on the notes page, what I, I did just for one week was I wrote down what actually happened mm. and kind of I could compare my plan versus reality. And I noticed this pattern where every day there were about two hours worth of unexpected happenings. Now, maybe those were interruptions or distractions or something like that. Sometimes they're just fires, you know, that happen at work. Like, oh, this emergency thing we've got to take care of, that sort of stuff. And that was really, really empowering because I was able to look at that and go, oh, if I see a pattern here, you know, about two hours every day of interruptions, now I understand, you know, it's just like a financial budget. Right. It's like, oh, what's what happened? You know, like I, I planned and every dollar had this job and then guess what? Unexpected things happened. My car broke down, I, someone's birthday but, or whatever else, you know, something you need extra money for. That's why you, I don't do this, but a, a wise financial person would put some buffer in their, <laughs> in their budget, right? Um, yeah. And you want to do the same thing, I guess, with your time. At least that's what I did is I just said, okay, I've got to understand. I need at least two hours of buffer because that's actually reality. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good hack for kind of seeing what the seeing what the pattern is. I think some other questions you could ask yourself is to say like, okay, who interrupted me? You know, is it the lawn guys over and over and over? You know, is it, you know, when did it happen? You know, why did it happen? And then how did I respond? You know, with the lawn guys, is it just like rage? You know, maybe I need to get some noise canceling headphones, you know, but I think those questions will kind of help you establish what the interruptions are because sometimes we just let these interruptions happen and we don't acknowledge them. If we don't acknowledge them, there's like really nothing we can do about it. And so that's kind of the first step. And then, you know, review that list and reflect on it. So verbs, you know, those kids that you, you love with all your heart. <laughs> yes. That you have. Uh, what heart. happens? <laughs> Mind, soul, have and you, strength. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you ever, I don't know. Have they interrupted you? Has that ever happened on a consistent basis? How have you reviewed <laughs> those inter interruptions? Yes. Guys, I have a fantastic interruption that just occurred yesterday. Um, so I have three children, ages 10, 8, and 7. And so, you know, sometimes just throughout the day, especially in the work-from-home situation, they're just used to dad being here, you know, working uh, from home. So uh, normally, I know by the tone of their voice, if they call me from downstairs, say that my wife's not here, if they call me from downstairs, I can tell by the tone of their voice whether it's something is truly wrong that I need to attend to, or if it's something that it could wait, I'll just let them know, hey, be there in a moment, you know, give me 10 minutes or whatever. So yesterday, I hear my daughter yell from the stairs, talking about my son just came out of the bathroom and that the toilet was flooding. Now, the term flooding, you know, could be it's, for them is kind of an objective, subjective term. Uh, that could just mean that the water in the toilet is rising and they see that as flooding. <laughs> but sure enough, yesterday, that wasn't the case. I get halfway down the stairs and I hear this waterfall like noise. And I thought to myself, OK, this is not good. 
Sure enough, got to the bathroom. Water was all over the floor, floor still flowing uh, from, from the commode. And so that was in the middle of me trying to end and wrap up my work day. And by that time, I looked at the water on the floor and says, this, this is not happening. There's no way <laughs> I'm going back to work after trying to clean this up because my mind is just like, I got to get this water up, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that, that doesn't happen as frequently, but there's little interruptions, you know, things like that that could happen that even if it's not a emergency situation, it's just something that, especially as a parent, that your mind pivots to, let me figure this out and settle it uh, as quickly as I can, if I can, so I can get back to work. But it's not just the distraction itself. It's the time that it takes to get back on track with the work that you were trying to do previous to the, that interruption or that distraction. I'm curious, Verbs, like how you, like, are you able to kind of notice patterns in that? You know, like, do you notice like, hey, you know, after lunchtime, my kids are more likely to be kind of antsy and more noisy. Like, is there like, how were you are? Have you been able to establish a pattern um, in the interruptions? Um, I wish, I wish I did have was able to establish a pattern. I think it's, I think the <laughs> randomness of it is what makes it a, an interruption. Is kind of hard to tackle. I would say, yeah. you know, mostly we we homeschool as well. So mostly during the day, they are supposed to be focused on doing their work as well. So if it's kind of toward the end of the day when they've wrapped up what they were what they were doing for the day, then they're freed up, you know, and and you know know where I'm at. So they'll come either telling me about something today, something that they've done, and for me the tension is, which I think we're going to talk about in this next step, is be at least aware enough and present enough in what they're saying, so I'm not just pushing them off, you know, repeatedly to where they feel like, oh, you know, Dad just gave me the Heisman, you know, he's, he's stiff arming me. I'm trying to ask him a question <laughs> or show him a drawing or something. So. For me, it's been, how do I respond to the interruption, especially to my children in that moment? So I'm not, you know, just, just giving them that, that stiff arm. So, yeah. Yeah. So strategy one, notice patterns in the interruptions. There's going to be some outliers, like your house is flooding, (laughs) (laughs) but Probably more often, there's either going to be a pattern in the time that an interruption takes, the time of day it takes, who's asking for, you know, for something from you. So take time and reflect on that and move to the second strategy, which is problem solve or create a plan to be present. So what I mean here is you can actually give a solution, you know, you can provide a solution uh, to that interruption or you actually may need to be the solution yourself. You, know, you may need to have a plan for being present. You know, if you have family, that sort of thing, there, there needs to be a plan in place for when you're accessible. And we'll talk more about that later. But let's first talk about this idea of those interruptions that maybe need a solution, but maybe it doesn't need to be you. I think there's kind of a, this is maybe exposing a, a limiting belief of like, oh, my family always needs me. I can't actually ever focus Courtney, I'm curious in your situation, because you've you've been working with your family at home and your daughter's getting older. I'm sure she's has more, you know, questions or or needs or things like that. What are some ideas or some categories of things where you feel like, no, that doesn't require me per se, but Mm -hmm. it does require something and maybe I can do something about that in advance? Yeah, well, I I will say um, really early on in this season, I established a practice of like where I went to work. Y'all can't see me, but I'm doing like 
little <laughs> quote marks in there um, in the morning. And so I would literally have like, okay, mommy is going to work, you know, and, I, you know, I can't wait to see you at the end of the, you know, at whatever time. <laughs> um, and so like I literally, even though I was still in the house, I literally went to work when I went to my office. And so that really helped. But, you know, there are things like if my family is going to go pick up food for the day, what I would want for lunch. You know, that's something that, you know, coming up and asking me like, hey, what would you want for lunch? That's really sweet and so kind um, that they care to ask me. But it's not necessarily a distraction. It's not worth the distraction. And so being able to set up ways like, you know, to notice and say, hey, um, before I go up to work for the day, you know, if y'all go out, this is what I would like, you know. Um, and some things, you know, it's just simple things like somebody needs a credit card or like a password. And, you know, you really can problem solve those in advance. Like having some kind of, we, I, my family uses one password for all of our passwords. Keeping keys in a place where if somebody needs a different car, you know, during the middle of the day, they're not having to track you down. And then you're having to track down, you know. Where is my backpack? Where's my, you know, those are things that if you will do that first step, then this second strategy, like the solution becomes a lot easier to think through. Yeah, for sure. The other side of this coin is what happens if, if you can't do that? If it's truly, we need mom, you know, or, or we need dad, or I need, you know, someone needs you, you need to be present in some capacity for real, Right. Or like the toilet is overflowing, which yeah, obviously, <laughs> verbs. You should just teach your children how to get that done, right? Is that where we're going? The teaching moment. Yeah. Stay away from four-ply toilet paper, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the other side of this coin is what happens if you have to be the solution? You can't plan ahead for it. Toilet's overflowing or we really need mom, we really need dad, whatever the case may be. You want to plan to be present. And to do that, you need to have a plan. I think it's helpful, I've mentioned in previous episodes, using the ideal week as a tool for this, but creating those times, you know, maybe they're not a huge block of time, but creating those times and those rhythms, those routines with the people you live with or with your family for when do you get me time? You know, when's Blake going to be available? And that rhythm, that plan, I think can help quite a bit, right? Because maybe there is something where I am needed, but if there's a plan for, hey, well, at 11 o'clock, I have a break, or every day I'm going to take my lunch between this time and this time, or after nap time, I'm going to have 30 minutes with the kids to give my wife a break or something like that. Creating those rhythms is a great way to offset what you might lose otherwise just by being interrupted randomly for your time. Yeah, I think that the constant interruptions, you know, addressing those as they arise, you know, you can feel like you're shortchanging your work, you know, and then on the flip side of that, you know, if you just disregard all of those moments, like there's certainly a cost to that, to your most important relationships. And you know, I think this proactive planning ahead, I love the idea of like 
the chunks of time. My family does something similar on Friday at lunchtime. We eat lunch all together. And so there's that planned connection time. I think those are really, really helpful and really help group those where it's like if there is an interruption that's needed, they know, hey, there's going to be this time that's coming where we get to be present together. Which brings us to strategy three, which I think is so critical. Communicate your boundaries clearly to both your family and your colleagues. This is this is a huge one. Courtney, you mentioned having that mm-hmm. lunchtime. How have you navigated? Because you have a lot of people that actually report to you as well in our company. So can you talk through how do you have conversations like that with both family and either your direct reports or your coworkers? Yeah, well, I already shared about, you know, how I do that with my daughter when I go to work. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I have a really, I mean, there's a real clear handoff between we've done our morning routine all together and now it's time for me to go to work. So, you know, the first thing is, you know, trying to make a really clear handoff. I think sometimes when we just try to work at all moments, you know, we're trying to squeeze in every ounce of work and we've got kids running behind us, you know, we're just trying to squeeze it in. Sometimes that actually works against us, you know, where really establishing a clear communication of, hey, mom or dad has changed gears from our morning time together to work time. Uh, And that's worked really, really great for me. Verz, do you do something like that with your kids? Uh, we don't currently, but I like what you're saying here, so I might jot that jot that down. <laughs> I want to hear as well, Courtney. How does that look from the colleague side? Do you do you, have you had to shift? I'll give you you know maybe to paint a picture. I've found I've had to to help with my own family. I'll take a chunk out of my typical workday, like a pre-COVID, before I was working at home and things were kind of shifting around and childcare was harder to come by. I would take a chunk out of my afternoon and I would then do something that I normally don't do, which is, you know, catch up or do a little uh, admin kind of work in the evening after my daughter went down for the night. And, and that's not normally what I'd want to do. But working from home, the way I did that was I, I had to communicate with my team and my boss. Hey, just so you know, um, you know, is it possible, hey, if I can shift this around instead of doing this type of work during this time, if I can be available to my family and then catch up in the evening. And by the way, if I send you a message in the evening, it doesn't mean that you have to respond. I'm just trying to catch up on those things that I may have missed during that time. Have you done anything like that, Courtney? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody this year, you know, our schedules, I feel like my ideal week has shifted like six times since March. You know, it's just been this kind of evolving thing. It's like kids aren't going to school, then they are going to school and then they're going back home. You know, it's just, it's really difficult for everybody, you know, and it's like this kind of traumatic thing that we're all in the same boat together. And so what I do is I'm just really upfront about, you know, hey, my daughter, she has to be picked up from school early this week. And so, you know, I'm going to be shifting my work schedule earlier. You know, I'm going to be on at 8 a.m., but I will be off earlier in the day. Uh, the same thing with you. Like there have been times and we we work really hard at Michael Hyatt and Company, you know, not to be sending messages at night, but communicating if there is a time I'm sending messages at night, that 
I do not expect responses. And I think in my role especially, very important. Uh, We talked about this in the email episode, actually, you know, how you can unintentionally set that expectation that you expect a response, especially the higher up in leadership you are. And so just being clear with, hey, I'm doing this because X, Y, Z, I don't expect a response. And, you know, I'll hear from you tomorrow, Um, especially if there's going to be a series of days where that happens. Um, We use Slack and our team does a really great job, especially in this season of just being transparent with what they're doing. You know, hey, I've got to go run and get a kid from school or I've got to go address this family issue. You know, I'm going to be, you know, gone for the next 30 minutes, you know, if you need me if there's an emergency call. Um, and that's worked really well for us. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of principles, both for family and work, that I hear through what you're saying and I've found a lot of benefit from, which is remember to acknowledge what the other person or party or boss is going through themselves mm-hmm. yep. and to validate their own experience. It's not just you in the equation, but to validate, hey, I know it's it's hard doing X, Y, and Z, or hey, I know we've got this big goal to do this this quarter with our company. And communicate in a way that acknowledges what they're going through and highlights the benefits of your potential schedule or boundaries for them. For example, when I had to have a conversation with my own boss about timing of me doing certain things, I knew I've got to frame this around our team's goals because the business doesn't exist for my own comfort. I know that the heart of my boss is that I'm excited that I'm getting the double win, you know, winning at work and succeeding at life. I know that's our heart, but even in our company, and this goes for you listening, if you work for a company, the goal of the business is to generate profit. So consider, okay, how is me having greater focus creating boundaries, scheduling those, how is that going to help us generate that profit? Or with your family, how is this going to help us have more quality time? Yeah. And communicating with those principles in mind, I think is really helpful if you've had trouble setting those boundaries. So your day doesn't have to be a series of interruptions. You can bring focus to your work day by noticing patterns and interruptions, problem solving, or planning to be present and communicating your boundaries. So with that being said, Blake and Courtney, do you have any final thoughts for our focus on this team? Well, I, I feel like this is my final thought a lot of times, but I think just giving yourself grace, uh, especially in this season, that you know there are gonna be distractions. You know, things are not always gonna go as planned. Um, but I think, you know, hopefully some of these tools of like how to acknowledge them, maybe how to circumvent some of those distractions will be helpful. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I feel like this year of all years, grace is needed, uh, for ourselves and for each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great point. If it's, if, if you're on the receiving end of some of this stuff too, you know, if someone's trying to communicate a boundary with you and they, you know, <laughs> it's an experiment that doesn't work, right? Having, remember to have that grace because we're all in it together we're all going through it together and the flip side of that i'll just add this is if it feels really chaotic remember that a key to accessing control is taking ownership and so if it feels like hey i've totally this is out of my hands where you have where you can take responsibility or ownership is a place where you can take some power back as well 
With that, thank you once again for spending time with us. Whether you're in the workday or it's you're getting ready for your workday or your workday is over, we know you've got a challenging and hopefully exciting, filled with opportunity year going on. So thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. And until then, stay Stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash countdown.